Hello and welcome back to the Relationship Matters podcast, World Work Special. We believe relationship matters from humanity to nature to the larger whole. I'm your host, Katie Churchman, and in this collection of bonus episodes, we're looking at the concept of world work, which embraces the idea that we are continuously impacting the world, whether we are conscious of it or not. Whilst world work can involve big acts of altruism and community spirit, it always starts with the self. Across the course of these five bonus episodes, you'll be hearing from world workers from across the globe who have all used organisational and relationship systems coaching tools in very different ways to serve their wider communities. In this episode, I'm talking with Melanie Rupert van der Voort about her world work project, improving the social and economic position of immigrant women in the Netherlands. Melanie is a certified coach and in addition to her private coaching practice, has been working in the financial industry for over 25 years. With her legal and change management background, she is currently working for the Expert Centre of Governance, Behaviour and Culture at the Dutch Central Bank. She's been married to her husband, Willem, for over 22 years, and together they have a 17-year-old son and 14-year-old daughter. As both the OR certification programme and the COVID-19 pandemic coincided for Melanie, she had to be creative in finding clients and thinking about her world work project. Due to the huge societal impact of the pandemic, she felt drawn to the work of a Dutch foundation whose name, when translated, literally means women's power. Melanie has huge respect for the work that the women do at the foundation because they give their community members predominantly immigrant women with non-Western backgrounds, a voice and a platform to build a life in the Netherlands. The founders and most important change agents have shown that they are able to turn hopelessness, fear and frustration into courage and engagement. So without further ado, I bring you Melanie Rupert van der Voort. Melanie, welcome to the Relationship Matters podcast. I'm delighted to have you on the show. Yes, thank you for being here and the possibility to contribute to your podcast. It's so wonderful. I remember that we were both in the certification program in the same cohort. So I feel very privileged. Thank you. I distinctly remember, Melanie, when you shared your project overview during our cohort celebration and sharing around all the different world rep projects we were doing. And I remember yours distinctly because of the power and the ripple effect it creates. Using ORS to improve the social and economic position of immigrant women with predominantly non-Western backgrounds who are trying to build a life in the Netherlands. I guess I'd love to start, Melanie, by asking you, what inspired your World Work project? Interesting question, because as we started our certification program, the COVID-19 pandemic also started. So I really had to be creative, uh, actually. So in the beginning, I thought I will do something in the corporate world because I worked there. But then I noticed the impact of the pandemic and especially on, on certain groups of people that really needed help. So I thought maybe I can do a project where people are really longing for a new perspective and then via my own network I got in touch with the foundation Frauenkracht and if you translate that into English 
it is called a female strength or female power. And that's immediately resonated with me. So I thought, well, let's have a look and, and see what I can do here. That was the start, actually, of this, this World War project. I don't think I realized that you had to change because of COVID. Yeah. I also had to change my project and the podcast was a, <laughs> my world work project, as you know. A brilliant idea. Oh, thank you. Again, another one, yours, that came out of the pandemic that we just didn't expect and yet we were forced to, yeah. to improvise in a way and yeah. redesign. Yes, yes, we do. And I thought actually it's it's a, this foundation has a beautiful purpose because it's really helping out women that come from non-Western co- countries. Uh, they're all immigrant women and they have to build up a life in the Netherlands. And they, well, they lost their foundation. Some of them lost their families. Uh, they're coming from war zones. And what I so much appreciate is that the most important change agents in that foundation give those women that are so much in in hopelessness and in fear and in anger and in frustration, you know, they turn all these feelings into courage and engagement again. So these immigrant women develop a new perspective and and build up their lives again, which is, well, I think there's so much strength in this foundation, what I so much appreciate. Mm, That must have been so inspiring to be around that strength. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe also an other aspect because when you think of female strength you think about femininity but i think in a way there's also a lot of masculine energy in it because those women are the the initiators are really lighthouses and they're very much focused on doing on action on building up a life giving structure again which is a masculine component and at the same time i also noticed that these women bring interconnectedness love compassion empathy which are very feminine aspects and I think as coaches we also bring that to the world so actually the combination of those two energies inspired me to develop more mutual understanding in the groups I was coaching so um, yes I don't think I've come across a person yet who hasn't been personally touched and changed in some way by their world work project. Yes, yes, I think so. And at first, of course, I really had to invest in the group process and in the group itself, get to know the people because these groups are also very diverse, which in a way is beautiful because when you think of our systemic approach, you know, we, we believe that everyone in the group adds value, has its own qualities, own perspectives and views, which can, well, you know, one and one is three. But then in these groups, people really needed to feel invited to speak up and to bring their own essence as well, which was challenging sometimes. And what I actually did is use the meta skills wheel and uh, worked with values. And then I assigned everyone a certain value and they became the ambassador for that specific value. And sometimes when it was really quiet, I would ask, of course, so what does the silence tell here? Mm. (laughs) And what's going on here? And reading the emotional field, but sometimes I needed something extra. And then I could say, so what is respect thinking here? Or what is heart feeling here? Or, you know, what about cooperation? And then that would really help the group to start and have a conversation. Wow. So using meta skills as a different channel into conversations. Yes, exactly. 
yes, I really had to be creative sometimes. So am I right in thinking these groups you're working with, the women didn't know each other and they're all from different backgrounds, but primarily immigrant women with predominantly non-Western backgrounds trying to build a life in the Netherlands? Yes. Yes. And then maybe I should become more specific as well, because I actually coached two groups and two individuals. So the first group was the board of the foundation. I spent a few sessions with them, but the most sessions I spent with the most important change agents. So they call themselves the pillars of the living room. (laughs) And these nine women gathered together every Wednesday and they invite the community. So a larger group of women and they did all kinds of workshops. So like cooking, cleaning the neighborhood, but also practical things. How do you work with a computer? You know, and these uh, nine women, I was very much focusing on them and they also had their different nationalities. And yes, they knew this is Mariam, she's from Syria. And this is um, Hoya, she's coming from uh, Morocco, for instance. But these women didn't know about their real backgrounds and stories. So the experiences they got into. And, you know, especially when I was working on with the three levels of reality, people were able to tell when I came to the Netherlands, this was how I experienced this foundation. So really going to essence level and then also telling each other stories. One nurse that fled the Taliban and had to travel through the mountains, you know, and, and help other people. And no one knew about it. So, you know, that made a huge shift actually in the group and people opened up and then it became so much easier to to work with them. Wow, I think that's so fascinating because so often I think we hear these broad definitions like immigrant or non-immigrant and actually within that there's such a collection of diversity and stories and it sounds like up until this point they hadn't really noticed each other's differences so much or got to know each other in that way. Yes, and you know some of these women are very traumatised so it takes time to open up and to share you know it's sometimes it's so painful and then on on a very different level they bring their upbringing and traditions also to the netherlands and then of course here there is much more safety much more freedom but unconsciously they take their upbringing with them and then when they are in the group some of them won't speak up because they're rather young uh, compared to uh, other more senior or more aged people in the group. And I was actually inviting them and telling them we're all equal, you know, and each voice counts. So please speak up. (laughs) And then, of course, that is so easily said. So I needed to do something extra. And I think the power of stories is huge telling all those narratives. And I was actually surprised that they didn't know about each other's background because I thought, well, you see each other every Wednesday, you know, so um, you must know something more. But it was totally new to them. I wonder how how much people are carrying. We just sort of see people and put them in their boxes sometimes and actually forget that they have their stories that they're, they're carrying and some of them aren't so easy to hold. Yes. What's fascinating is, is that this is the ultimate in lands work, isn't it? When you think about the fact that they're bringing from their land and they're coming to this new land and it's like, what can we learn here? Mm-hmm. What can we get curious about and create together? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that was also a very important meta skill in the group. <laughs> mm. Holding that curiosity, absolutely. And holding diversity, 
absolutely. Yes, you're, you're totally right about that. We actually worked a lot with the lens work too, even to dream into each other's lens and also one time dreaming into the land of the, the board, for instance, and the larger community. So because the patterns that were abroad, they also bring these with them in the here, in the foundation. And it really helped doing lens work um, to, to also understand the challenges of the board and vice versa. So that also healed something, I would say. Mm. It's amazing how leaning in with curiosity can be so healing in its own right. Yes. And, you know, there were a lot of things going on in the foundation itself because foundation was growing hugely. So, you know, of course, most of these foundations start with volunteers. And then later on, you understand, well, we also need to become more business oriented because we need our funding. We need to tap into professional networks. So for some of those volunteers, it meant they had to take on another role and they couldn't stay in the board any longer. However, they could, well, absolutely contribute, but then in another way. So a lot of inner and outer roles changed as well. So we needed to work on that as well. Yeah. So I guess I'm wondering, what was the value of bringing ORSC specifically as opposed to general coaching or mentoring to these groups of women? I think it's very much the systemic approach, mm. I would say. So, and, and you're all part of the system. You all form part of the groups. Thus, you have re a responsibility. And so it's also very much about personal leadership, I would say. And I think people were able to feel it for the first time. I think that's most important. And because they became more aware of their own role, the tolerance for dif difference increased. And also their self-efficacy, because, of course, we teach them about the ORSC instruments. So I always said, you know, when I'm gone here, <laughs> you know, you can still tap into the wisdom of these ORSC tools mm -hmm. and use them yourself as much as you can, of course. And of course, I'm here whenever you have questions, but they learn something. Mm -hmm. It's probably something quite empowering about that, knowing that they can be now their own coach and work systemically. Yes, and that is also one of the cornerstones of the foundation to, to self-empower women. So important. I, I sometimes say I've done a good job as a coach when my clients no longer need me because they're out in the world doing the work themselves. And it sounds like that's what happened here as well. They're empowered to go out and hopefully spread this work as well in their own way. Yes, yes. I'm wondering, because it sounds like... This was a big learning for, for the groups of women, but also so much for yourself. And what was one of your greatest learnings from this experience? <laughs> well, a, a lot of learnings. One is meet the clients where they are. <laughs> Have patience. Uh, drop your own expectations. And one thing, and I also remember that from my own supervisions, that parallel process is so is such a huge and important topic. So what you really sense in your own body is probably also happening in the system. And how do you work with that? So that was, that was a great insight to me. And often I had to take charge as well. So I'm thinking about, you know, easy command. Mm. So eh, bring back what is happening in the system to the client's agenda again. So that was a great learning for me as well. Easy command is one of my favorites. <laughs> 
holding that mirror all the time. Yes, it's it has so many layers. Yeah, I, I guess easy command is one of those ones that it's important as a coach sometimes to hold rigor, but not always easy. If we've been brought up in a culture that tells particularly women to be nice mm-hmm. and you know to be quiet, and so I sometimes struggle with easy command or rigor. But I'm sure you also modeling that mm-hmm. as a coach to these groups of women, empowering them to own their easy command in whatever way they stand in that space. Yes. Yes. I remember one lady in the group. She was the oldest, a Moroccan lady. And there was a tendency to to speak what was going on in the group, but also very much what was going on for her. So sometimes I really needed to take charge and say, you know, this is one voice. Thank you very much. And... <laughs> So what's going on in the group here? So uh, respect, would you like to step in here? So a uh, curiosity, what's going on for you? And then, you know, that really helped to to learn what was going on in the system. And then I would, of course, bring that back to the essence and say, okay, so what I hear is blah, 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 blah. And then we would go on. So making small steps and, and really meet the client where they are. Yeah, making small steps, I think, is so important. The the bigger the system and the perhaps more complex the system, the slower that shift, mm-hmm. that two degree tiller shift. But I'm sure over time you started to see shifts. Yes. And and I really needed to be patient. So I, I also tend to tilt over to the left brain side, I would say, you know, very much on focusing on the doing part and getting achievements. Uh, whereas it was so much more important to really see the group as a whole and work with that Mm. so um, great learning for me (laughs) I would say powerful stuff this and I wonder that revealing the system to itself this diverse collection of strong women what was the value in revealing the system to itself I think biggest insight to me was that women became so much self-aware you know I think when you're under pressure all the time in your home country, you're not able to develop as a whole human being. And then being here in a group for the first time and building up a life also allows women to see other parts of themselves they haven't they hadn't seen before. Mm. And how do you work with that? How do you bring your whole self to the group? And what does that mean? for the group as a system. It's very much about maturity as well. I think for the foundation, it was very important to go to a next stage, I would say. You know, in the corporate world, we would say uh, like a startup that is going to a scale-up phase. And the same the same is true for this foundation. Mm. I think that, that parts of self-peace is the gift that keeps on giving with this work for both the coach and clients mm-hmm. because we start to realise we have more range. And I wonder how much of a gift that's been to these women now knowing that they have this range inside of them that they can go out and use in this new unfamiliar landscape. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. What's next for you, Melanie? You've got so much passion and drive for this project. Yes. Well, I'm building up my own practice as well next to my job, my current job, I would say. And um, what I try to do is to have at least one client that puts uh, social contribution first. So uh, in the beginning of this year, for instance, I coached a supervisory board of a foundation that gives support to refugee students and professionals in their studies and in finding suitable employment on the Dutch 
labor market. So you can imagine that helping Ukrainian students at the moment is also part of that. I was going to ask you what you'd love to see happening in our global community. And right now it feels... This feels so topical, this conversation, mm-hmm. helping people to find their way in countries that may not be their own. And so so what would you like to see happening with this wonderful work of Orsk in our global community, given what's going on in the world? Well, the first thing that comes to, to mind is that we really need to keep supporting those Orsk coaches wherever they are, whether they're in Ukraine or in Russia. I think we're brought up as change agents. You know, we bring self-empowerment, we bring compassion, uh, we bring interconnectedness. And I think that is what the world needs. So, um, well, I really take a strong stand in that regard that we really keep supporting those change agents. So our ORS community. That's most important to me, I would say. Supporting our change agents around the world. Yes. What's a piece of advice you would give someone listening to this podcast who's perhaps never thought about working with ORSK in this way, with these kinds of communities? What would be some advice you'd offer? I think it it starts with ourselves, you know, to be self-aware, to know what you're good at, what what you can bring, reflect upon your authentic self, I would say, and how you can use that uh, in your ORSC work. So for instance, what I notice, it really helps me to coach people that play an important role for helping refugees, for instance. Of course, I also contribute by collecting stuff in my home, giving money or, um, you know, giving stuff that people really need. But then I know my strongest asset is really helping, you know, the lighthouses that are doing the actual work in war zones or in in very difficult places. Yes, that's my approach. And I think a little bit of reflection for each of us, how you can best contribute. Well, then it's okay already. And I, I really believe in the ripple effect. You know, we should be those lighthouses and and bring some love to the world so we can make next steps. I love that. We should be those lighthouses so that we can bring love to the world. My gosh, that's important. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Melanie, for this gorgeous conversation and also for for what you've been bringing to the world. As you say, it really is a ripple effect, what you've been doing um, with these women and beyond on the podcast today. I'm sure you've inspired many people to go out and uh, make a difference in the way that they can. I think this is where the work truly excites me when we're thinking about those ever wider systems and we keep zooming and zooming and zooming. Yes, let's keep pushing that ripple effect. Yes. Thank you very much, uh, Katie. It's such a pleasure to uh, contribute and uh, be in your show thank you thank you melanie take care the world work project is a key element in the orsk certification journey it allows students to apply the orsk materials in the real world and develop themselves as change agents at crr global we hold all our students as change agents and train them to be conscious of what impact they want to make in the world We believe that everybody's impact, whether conscious or unconscious, sends ripples out into the world. It's up to all of us as world workers to keep our communities safe and healthy. For more information about world work and ORSC certification, do check out crrglobal.com forward slash course forward slash ORSC hyphen certification. 
We believe relationship matters, from humanity to nature to the larger whole.